You're at home at night, all snug in your bed. It was a long day, so you try rest your head. You want to get sleep, but I'll tell you instead. You should clearly expect visits from the dead. These nighttime encounters are all true, and happen to people just like you in their own homes. So join me, and I'll promise to lay off the poetry next time. Somebody's Watching Me 2009-2010 In Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada Giselle was only about 11 years old when she started to have this strange occurrence happen to her. She and her family had moved into a large Victorian-style house some years before, when she was about six years old. They loved the house and never had any issues at home. Well, as I said, that was until she was about 11 years old. Although they had already lived there for a few years by this stage, something must have changed as she began to grow restless at night. Soon enough, she would wake up from her sleep, uncomfortable and anxious. She would feel as if someone was staring at her inside her bedroom, but when she looked around, nothing. For a while, she thought it may have been her older brother playing tricks on her, and as she slept on the very top floor alone, this seemed like a logical answer. But no, there was never anyone there, and Giselle just couldn't think of anyone coming to visit her while she was asleep. She told her parents about what was going on, and they simply dismissed it and told her that she had a crazy imagination. But it just kept on happening. Nearly every night for a month, week after week, month after month, eventually, frustrated, tired, and a little bit creeped out, she decided that she had to do something about this. She spoke to her older brother about it, and together they decided to set a trap. If anyone was coming into her room at night, then this would catch the culprit. At her front door, before going to bed, she used an old technique of putting flour by her door and into her bedroom. If someone was stepping into her room at night, surely they would leave footprints, and surely in the morning the flour would be on someone's feet or shoes. By this stage also, after Giselle's insistence over the space of months, the family had installed some security cameras in the house to make sure there were no intruders getting in. On that first night, with the use of the flower, strangely, she hadn't been awoken in the middle of the night. But the next morning, she woke up, and she almost screamed. There were footprints right next to her bed. A trail of footprints seemed to follow from the front door of her room. They stopped right by her bedside, as if someone had just stood there, watching her sleep. A cold chill running down her spine, and fighting the urge to panic, she went to the main floor of the house to check the cameras. She woke her brother and asked for his help because she was absolutely scared. Because of her complaints, one of the cameras was actually in her room. And as she checked the cameras with her brother, there was a long, boring period of nothing happening. Confused, she sped up the video until she saw something downright terrifying. Despite the fact that she didn't remember being woken up that night, the camera showed her eyes flicker open, and then her bedroom door opened very slowly. As she and her brother watched on, they saw the pile of flour by the door go down, as if someone had stepped on it, and footprints started to appear, one at a time, slowly, slowly, 
moving towards her until they were right beside her bed. The creepiest thing of all was, nobody was there. No visible person, no object, nothing. It was as if whatever it was had just stood there for multiple hours and didn't leave because the footprint stopped moving. Soon enough, about two hours before she awoke, the footprints seemed to shift as if it moved away, but there were no more footprints leading out. Feeling terrified and vindicated at the same time, she showed her parents the footage, and at this point they admitted that they had kept a few things from her. When she had first wanted that room, they didn't want her in it because of something they were told that happened before they bought it. Apparently, there was a family of four, two parents and a son and daughter. The story goes that they lived in the house, and they didn't treat their daughter very well. They made her cook and clean for them, and Giselle's room was apparently the room she slept in. That young girl had passed away under mysterious circumstances, and it was said that she supposedly haunted the house. Soon after the daughter had passed away, strange things started to happen. Things would go missing, footsteps could be heard in the house, and... When they were home alone, they could hear a girl laughing. <laughs> Giselle's parents didn't want to tell her because they knew it would scare her. But having witnessed the strangeness for themselves now, they moved out a short time later. Giselle says that this incident at this home has haunted her since, and to this day has to sleep with the lights on. I would love to hear from you all about your own paranormal experiences. Our email details are at the end of the show. Take My Breath Away California, USA Circa 2014 Grace had an incident occur to her when she was quite young. She was maybe 9 or 10 years old. When she shared this story with me, she was at a loss to explain what happened, and she didn't know where to start. When she was younger... She would regularly have sleepovers at her cousin's house, and now normally nothing would ever happen that was out of the ordinary. They would always stay up late playing and having fun, and generally just having a good time being kids. There was one occasion, though, where everything went sour, and this night, Grace explained, was by far the worst experience she'd ever had. Her cousin Blake would always sleep with his door open, this was just the way he liked it, and it also kind of made sense as they shared the room and they did not want it to get too stuffy in there. This one night, Grace recalls that it was probably about one or two in the morning when this happened. Because Blake's bedroom door was always open, any little sounds coming from the hallways could always be heard in his room. As they played games on their tablets, they both suddenly thought they could hear something in the corridor. It sounded like movement, but they couldn't be sure. They looked out the door and into the hallway, but they saw nothing. At first Blake thought maybe his parents were coming to tell them to go to sleep, but the hallway was empty. Then they heard what were very clearly footsteps coming from the hallway. They looked at each other in shock. They were spooked out, but at the same time wanted to dismiss it. In a way, they thought it was nothing at all. But as kids do, they started to try and scare each other more. All in fun, of course. But then, the joke was over. They heard the footsteps again, 
and this time they looked at each other with actual fear in their eyes. They tried to rationalise that someone else was probably awake in the house and moving around. Blake agreed, and they tried to brush it off again. But this was just too creepy. A few minutes later, they heard the footsteps again, but this time the floor was creaking. They jumped out of their beds, and hearts racing, they looked down into the dark hallway, and saw... nothing. The sounds persisted, though, and they kept pushing each other to look out the door again, each saying to the other, You look! No, you look! Part of them wanted to shrug it off. Part of them was also terrified. They looked at the doorway to Blake's sister Abby's room, which was right next to theirs, and it wasn't her awake or walking around. The noises in the hallway persisted, louder than before, and they both looked down the corridor at the same time. This time, they saw a dark shadow in that hallway. It wasn't human, and Grace did not know how to explain what it was. It was black enough that its outline could be seen even in the darkness, but it didn't have any recognisable form, which made it even more terrifying. When they laid eyes on it, it was still for just a moment, and then, almost as if it knew it had been seen, this shadow, whatever it was, quickly moved into Abby's room and went through the closed door. Grace and Blake were both in disbelief and were absolutely speechless. They stared at each other without saying anything, and all there was was a still silence. Suddenly they both jumped as the silence was broken by loud screaming. The screaming was coming from Abby's room. Grace remembers how terrible her screams were. It sounded like she was getting killed, like something straight out of a horror movie. Grace and Blake went running straight down the hallway to their parents' room, but they had already heard the screaming and were already running towards Abby's room. When they all got into Abby's room, her parents asked what was wrong. Abby said that it was as if something was trying to kill her and that she was being choked. Grace and Blake looked at each other freaked out because they knew they had seen something moments before this had happened. But how the heck were they going to explain this? The next morning, poor Abby had visible red marks around her neck, and terrified, she then moved into her older brother's room for the next six months, until the family had sold and moved out of that house. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just wanted to thank you all for being here and supporting this project. You guys are amazing. If you like my work and want to show your support, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Just look for SOS Paranormal. 
or there is a link in the description. Thanks again guys, and now back to the stories. An encounter with La Llorona, Puebla, Mexico, in the 1950s. Anna had something happen to her when she was just a young girl that would leave a lasting impression for the rest of her life. Now at 60 years old, Anna recalls the event vividly and after all these years can only conclude one thing. La Llorona, the weeping woman, had come for her. It was the 1950s and Anna's family was quite poor. They had what they needed but not much else. The house that they lived in had no indoor plumbing so their only option when they wanted to use the toilet was to use the outhouse that was behind the house. There was no electricity either. Access to the grid and use of electricity was just too expensive for her family. So when they needed to use the toilet at night, they had no choice but to use a candle and place it in a lantern and head out into the darkness. On one particular occasion in the dead of night, Anna was woken by her little sister Maria. Maria wanted to go to the bathroom, but was too scared to go out into the darkness on her own. Anna, still groggy from sleep, reached for a candle and lit it. She then took her sister's hand, and together they exited the back door to the outhouse. Once at the outhouse, Maria went inside to do her business, while Anna waited outside as a lookout. They chatted for a bit through the closed outhouse door, whispering about school and their day. Suddenly, a slow cry was heard nearby. This immediately shut Anna up. Her heart jumped into her throat for a moment as she listened intently to the dark, still night. She shushed her sister so that she could listen. That's when she heard a long and pitiful wailing cry in Spanish saying, Oh, my children. The hairs on the back of Anna's neck stood up and her heart beat faster. She hurried her sister as quietly as possible, as she didn't want to draw attention to them, but she was so afraid that she smacked the door of the outhouse to urge Maria to hurry. Maria, having also heard the voice nearby, burst out of the outhouse and accidentally pushed Anna to the ground in the process, only to scramble back up and into the house. Anna was getting up off the floor and prepared to run into the house as well. She reached for the lantern when she noticed something white in the trees nearby. She saw the hem of a white dress, dimly illumined by the glow of the lantern, and much to Anna's horror, she noticed that the dress was floating slightly. There were no feet below this figure, and now she heard the pitiful moan once again. She didn't dare look up to her face. Instead, she grabbed the lantern and pushed herself up to run into the house, slamming the door locked behind her. The sisters, terrified, went back into their own room, hugging each other and trying not to cry too loudly. The sobbing of a woman could still be heard outside, and the last cry they heard before it faded away was, Oh my children, where are you? If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale, so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal.com at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.